In part two of an inside look at athleisure style, we are going to take a look at luxury athleisure and the labor of self-improvement. We'll also take a dive into branding athleisure in the global marketplace and then finally conclude with the future of athleisure. And I think it's important to note that in this pandemic, we're recording this in late 2021 and we're well into the COVID-19 pandemic, the shift and the movement towards casual wear and athleisure has changed the fashion industry probably for a long time to come and therefore taking a look at athleisure and its consequence to the role, its role in fashion is important for us. Let's take a dive. Of course, not everyone in athleisure wear is sporty, yet the clothing suggests qualities of sportiness, fitness, bodily care, and the hard work of maintaining a trim body. Women's active wear is a highly ambiguous form of contemporary fashionable dress that signals a healthy body and a leisured lifestyle devoted to the improvement of the self. Therefore, while time spent in the gym or exercising is characteristically classified as leisure, the fashionable body in the 21st century is also the site of hard work. And this is a quote from Horton Ferrero and Regis. Gender, let's talk about that, or specifically the female body, has been the preeminent focus of the design of and the debate about athleisure. Although this is changing, the promotion and marketing of athleisure in ads via sports star and celebrity endorsements and other popular cultural uh, celebrities features invariably model thin and fit bodies and leading athleisure brands only produce in sizes up to um, the size 16 extra large, although a minority are now offering larger size ranges. A classic example of this is an Australian brand, Loma Jane, which is now globally, globally marketed but maintains a tight grip on the forms of its promotion, marketing, and curation. And this extends to precise body types selected to work in Lorna Jean Jane stores, namely blonde, thin, fit, and sassy gym bunnies. So in 2015, a former employee sued the company in Australia for discriminatory bullying and harassing about her weight, a case, case that's still in court. And while the case created a social media backlash, it doesn't appear to have changed the recruitment policies of the retailer. Uh, rather, Lorna Jane encourages devotees to post inspirational selfies on its online platforms as fitspiration for other consumers, and this creates an elite club of lookalikes who reinforce the body and the lifestyle ideals promoted by the brand. And occupations like modeling have become entrenched symbols of glamour labor stoked by social media posts that set beauty and lifestyle standards for ordinary people who consume high-profile athleisure brands and buy membership at fashionable gyms. However, the reality is that larger bodies are a majority and are likely a growing side effect of contemporary lifestyles, which are mostly sedentary and screen-dependent. 
this growing demographic is not being served by the mainstream market. Moreover, consumer research by the active brand Female for Life suggests that 50% of Australian women stop or avoid exercise when clothes do not fit or are uncomfortable, while 63% found it difficult to simply find gear that suited their body shape. On the contrary, 87% found that wearing flattering and comfortable workout gear made them more motivated to exercise, and these results confirm those of an earlier study on the attributes sort in sporting apparel, which found that females ranked fit as being more important in selecting apparel than men, which may be explained by the lack of availability of sports apparel designed for the feminine silhouette and the overall importance that women place on fit of apparel. And this was a quote from Fowler. And he also analyzed retailers and merchandising practices and discovered that there was an overall lack of attention to three distinct types of female sporting apparel consumers, the serious athlete, the weekend athlete, and the woman seeking comfortable apparel. Moreover, the market gap for these consumers affected their psychological well-being because they had to wear ill-fitting gear. Inevitably, athleisure wear is appearing at all market levels, from designer luxury brands to fashion brands and retailers to department stores, chain stores, discount stores. And while 81% of the sales occur in the mass market, 13% are premium, 3% are luxury, 3% are value chains. Price points serve to moderate the number of sales at each level by the volume of sales, and as a result, New labels are created for individual niches by lifestyle designers and brands that trade on scarcity and exclusivity. Athleisure's main brands are the main sports apparel brands. But with the advent of athleisure, there's been an emergence of successful niche brands, some of which have become global players. And these include Lululemon, Adidas, Reebok, Sweaty Betty, Lorna Jane, Under Armour, Lily Lotus, Canterbury in New Zealand, and the list goes on. Even the designers have gotten in on the take, and designers such as Chloe and Stella McCartney and Rihanna have all gotten into the athleisure market. Despite this active market, there's little research done that compares the value for money in purchases of athleisure clothing. One of the few studies that has been conducted is by the Australian consumer magazine Choice, which compared seven brands of tights, leggings, and the study noted that there were much higher price points for neoprene leggings and for stretch jersey leggings uh, than there were for those that are in a lower quality and that are machine washable. Uh, Choice compared the quality of fabric, color fastness to washing, moisture wicking, seam strength and stitching, and even care instructions. The results suggested that quality doesn't necessarily increase with price. Adidas and Nike performed best for quality, stitch count, and color fastness. The Choice study concluded that given the trend towards sportswear as fashion, it's likely that the extra dollars you fork over may well be for style or brand, logo, etc., rather than quality. It recommended that consumers look out for fabric with 12 to 14 stitches per inch, 
Look at the overlocked seams, the stitch tension, good stretch and recovery, good sweat wicking properties, uh, i.e. how quickly water soaks in and comfortable fit when moving and bending. Of greatest importance is that Athleisure makes the wearer feel premium irrespective of the brand. It's about creating product that's desirable, product that resonates with consumers. The luxury isn't in the garment, it's in the lifestyle and the concept. The emphasis on the premium feel encapsulates the material connection between mind and body. By equipping the wearer to perform in his or her choice of clothes and knowledge of premium brands, athleisure wearers can promote their social values through their clothing. Customizing designs has been a consequence of the digital marketing and retailing age in a genuinely global marketplace where designers are competing with all levels of players and seeking to be more business savvy in order to add something that can convert a browser or a window shopper into a loyal repeat consumer. And it's been emphasized that two important factors for a positive activewear retail experience are a store's design and ambiance, which should articulate the brand DNA and the lifestyle connections, and the sales staff should be actively engaged with consumers, demonstrating detailed knowledge that informs and guides the shopper to suitable apparel types. This, these same qualities should also be apparent in any online store and uh, consumers don't like to be confronted in fashion stores and they seek personal interaction and store atmosphere in activewear stores that train knowledgeable, friendly sales associates and offer a fun shopping environment. So a recent study of activewear trends and drivers showed that when women put on activewear, it helps motivate them and get them in the zone for physical activity. Women are prompted by a combination of value, style, fit, and function, and want to know, is this functional, good quality, is it breathable? The relatively wide price range makes athleisure wear attractive at different price points. There are also distinct athletic wear, Sports teams with logos, for example, these are often worn directly from gym to class to office and later to the yoga studio. And the body-hugging athleisure clothes, the premium feeling that they may entail is enhanced by marketing and advertising that links brands and products with sporting giants or brand ambassadors and are made glamorous by association with leading designer names such as Stella McCartney for Adidas, Ralph Simons for Adidas, Kanye West for Adidas, Joji Yamamoto for Adidas, Giorgio Armani for Reebok, Rihanna for Puma, Puma, and then with her own line, Kylie Jenner for Puma, Alexander Wang for H&M, and Beyonce for Topshop, and Beyonce for Adidas as well. So Athleisure also features prominently in seasonal collections by these iconic designers, thus cementing the association of Athleisure with high fashion. Next, let's take a look at branding athleisure in the global marketplace. Athleisure has become a global phenomenon across all market levels and marketplaces and is the largest growth apparel sector. And this has continued now for the past six years. In 2020, it was estimated to grow by 30% and it's been growing consecutively every year by between 30 and 45 percent. Uh, athleisure sales in the United States have been estimated to grow to 83 billion by 2020 
and uh, even more so in 2021 with the pandemic, the athleisure sales have gone, literally gone through the roof. So while sales of athleisure have been fanned by the fad for healthy lifestyles, wellness, and fitness, it's estimated that most consumers bought sports apparel for non-sports use, favoring fashion-forward brands and celebrity athleisure collections. While consumers of all ages buy athleisure, 75% of the people in the UK between the ages of 16 and 24 years old purchased sports apparel to reflect the importance of themselves and in this millennial market they've adopted to the new casual clothing codes. Of the consumers who bought athleisure for active pursuits, 45% did so for running or jogging, 28% for the gym, 23% for cycling, 7% for yoga pilates, and 7% for other sports. All types of leisure wear, sports shoes or sneakers, also dominate sales as athletic footwear becomes a mainstream fashion trend. Brands such as Nike, Adidas, Puma, Reebok, North Face, Ivy Park have the major share of the market and are stocked by athletic shoe specialist retailers. And this has uh, created a transformation into an amazing lifestyle business that's really sports related. Sales of footwear have uh, increased regularly every year by 25%. And the new CEO of Adidas, Casper Borstad, has committed to expanding lifestyle products to reflect a shift in consumer taste away from performance wear toward casual, fashion-forward looks as the division between performance and fashion products is beginning to blur more and more. In order to cater for time-poor millennials, retailers are aiming to seamlessly blend online, virtual, and physical exposure and shopping experiences. To this end, Many online retailers are launching customized sneaker sites and customizing athleisure wear. Recent studies emphasize that the ways in which athleisure is being designed and marketed are based on old patronizing gender stereotypes that do not reflect contemporary women's lives or the specific qualities they seek in making purchases. Athleisure is a global phenomenon most visible and the availability of the major sportswear brands. Yet it's complemented by niche brands that proliferate in local markets and are promoted by local celebrities. Coming up, the conclusion, the future of athleisure. In short, wearing athleisure has become entirely inspirational as well as aspirational and has been called the new black. Although the fad for athleisure will probably slow down and be replaced or modified by another trend, it nonetheless reflects a big change in the way women dress. Although a number of athletically inclined brands and retailers have failed or been brought out, Sports Authority, Pacific Somewhere, American Apparel, Juicy Couture, Billabong, to name a few, there are plenty to replace them as the market grows. Thus, since athleisure reflects a lifestyle shift, it's unlikely it will disappear soon, despite the market being overstretched. No pun intended. The retailers will have to keep adapting, and this will mean using different materials, new features such as odorless fabrics, and keeping up with the pace of changing fashion trends. And of course, no one saw a pandemic coming. And when it did hit, it seemed as if the whole world became attuned to athleisure. 
Athleisure epitomizes fashion that's casual, customized, personalized. It embraces futuristic inventions. It uh, ties into identification with status and role model celebrity, and it reproduces ideal body shapes and sizes. These, are, these have become the new coordinates of the materiality of fashion in the bodycon era of the 21st century. But can it last? There was talk up until early 2019 that said the trend was rolling over. Consumers were tiring of wearing gym gear on the streets and for everyday use. But with the introduction of designers into the mix and the innovation of new fabrications, it seemed as though athleisure was here to stay. And as mentioned earlier, the pandemic put a, a real exclamation mark to the entire movement. So the challenge now is to maintain profitability in, this, in a competitive marketplace with more strategic pricing and with developments in 3D printing, there will be an abundant opportunity for consumers to create their own customized and personalized garments and accessories. And this will um, transition athleisure into new forms and it will enter a new phase of materiality of fashion and dress. Uh, quote, wearables are just lathering up for a bigger change. This trend is soon all going to be about smart fabrics that will help us live better lifestyles we want to show on Instagram. Close quote by Milnes. In short, athleisure epitomizes the relationship between the clothing that exhibits a fit body or makes a body want to be fit and the Western social mandate toward continuous self-improvement. This ties to the concept of individuality and the sense of self that's linked to the relationship between production and consumption, both of things and of experiences. Achievement of these qualities depends on working on the body continuously as well as working on the self to be fit for the market in the widest sense and also to sit comfortably at your computer in the age of a pandemic. you've enjoyed this look at athleisure and this is an excerpt from the book fashion and materiality cultural practices in global contexts by Heike Jens and Viola Hoffman and the article is written itself by Jennifer Crake entitled feeling premium athleisure and the material transformation of sportswear and this is brought to you from fashion central these uh, these materials are included in all of Fashion Stylist Institute courses. These podcasts are provided to our students, and we hope you've enjoyed listening. Thank you. Mm-hmm.